Then <laughs> 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 you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the eighties. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. You do kind of have biceps. Are those from burpees? Uh, and push-ups, but like all but the push-ups. But I thought push-ups do. don't affect your biceps. They mostly just tone. But like they definitely like work your upper arms. Oh, I thought it was all chest. It's chest, shoulders, triceps, and biceps. Ah, like so you it, just do push-ups. I mean, you'll never get big yeah. doing just push-ups, but you'll like get in shape. Ah. So that's kind of what, what I'm trying to do. Although I started adding weight. How many push-ups are you doing? Uh, I'm up to... Today I did 45 plus 22. <laughs> no, 90 plus 22. Uh, and then three sets. So like 130 today. Jesus Christ. Are they fast or slow? Slow. Slow. Slow is harder, producer Will. Wow. So, I mean, I'm I'm getting in shape. It's just not as fast as I would like it to be. Yeah, I'm, look at how thin I am. Yeah, because you, you're tell me you're eating nothing but fat. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the keto diet. Yeah, I've been taking chemicals. You're, you're like a you look like a guy who uh, does a lot of heroin and, and is learning to play bass. Oh yeah, that's so that's what you want, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not learning to play bass. It's like I want learning. Yeah, to play you're bass. in the process of learning. No, like, no, no. That's so, not what I want. Well, I want like learn to play bass earlier, and now he just kind of like thinks fucks around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like kind of good at it, but he just doesn't feel like it. Did you ever like do music of any kind? Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Um, well, I was in a band uh, in high school called Great White Mastodon. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like Great White Pride. No, <laughs> that's not. Also, it's cute how you put a W on that. Which you said Great 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 White. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be really funny if, if, I, uh, little, if little kids were... No, no, no. I was thinking if more people on the alt-right had lisps. <laughs> that'd be adorable. Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> White power. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're also like... You kind of made them And they're little, also tiny. <laughs> you made them sound kind of flowery. Well, yeah, that's the more adorable. I'd love if they were all gay, too. That'd be ador- yeah, it'd be great. I hate the Jews. I can't do any accents. Fuck. So what, what kind of music did you guys play? Well, that was like... They're into fucking, you know, like classic rock. I kind of tried to make it into a goofy thing. Like, I would write these songs where it was just, like, me kind of yelling. We were popular. It's kind of like your comedy. Yeah. Uh, but then they wanted to get more serious. They're, like, a kind of a good... They, I mean, they sort of, like, They became... were actually talented. Yeah, and they kinda, they're still doing stuff. What, like did, one you, of what them... did you play, though? So, in that one, I did... I did, like, lots of, like... I would have a tambourine. And you sang? I would sing, kind of, but I'm really bad at singing. I did more like you. I'm very bad at singing. I have no, I can't. Yeah, I can't, I can't sing yeah. either. Yeah. I just, I don't think I'm like, I truly don't think I'm physical, physically capable of it. Um, but then I tried to, I tried to do like a serious band. I tried to learn guitar mm-hmm. and then I didn't like that. And then I tried to learn mandolin. Yeah. I tried teaching myself guitar for like six months. It's boring. Like I got better. Yeah, you you can get okay at it. It's yeah. just like I was like, I don't want to fucking do this all the time. So now I just have an acoustic guitar collecting dust in my apartment. Yeah, it's been there for like eight years. <laughs> you, you, you seem like you play acoustic guitar. I know, 
I, I, w- I don't mind being a guy who would play. I, I wouldn't mind being a guy who played acoustic guitar. I'm just, I'm just not. Why? You should mind that. Why? I don't understand why that's a negative thing. Because it's just so lame. Okay, know. but not everything has to be cool. There's not. There's something cool about being able to play a guitar at all. Name who, something covetable that's not cool. Uh, can you? No, I can't because I'm on the right side of this argument. Well, okay. <laughs> there are people who covet the idea of being able to play guitar. Yeah, but they're probably chill. What does that mean? It means cool, but it's a tighter way of but saying. But someone, but then it's, but then playing guitar is coveted. Therefore, playing guitar is cool. How is Fuck! how is playing guitar not cool? <laughs> All right, you won. I understand. Like you turned my thing on me, <laughs> and I got confused. Uh, it's not very difficult. <laughs> so you uh, you like double dog quit stand up? I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty out. I hate it. I mean, but had uh, Token gone not the way it did, would you feel this way? It was just because yeah, I was, was there so, before. It's just because it was. We bullshit, should explain right? what happened on Token. So Token, producer Max role. is Max has been red pilled in, in the yeah, last several days. Yeah, I'm red pilled now. Do you know what red pill is, Will? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it means I hate the Jews. So he hates half of himself. And I love. Um, what do I love again? Uh, white women. Yeah. Well, that yeah. I've been, dude. I think I got red pill a long time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. But uh, so Token's this show where uh, they only book one white man. Straight white man, right? Straight white man, yeah. But it, they're not taking any chances with a queer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they might offend their audience. <laughs> uh, and I was the white man. And it was on Mother's Day. And so w- without – okay, I didn't handle this show well. And that caused problems for me, but I also was upset about things that weren't my fault. So here's what happened. It was Mother's Day, and I decided, because I don't really tell jokes anymore, that it'd be funny to just ask everyone individually whether their parents were dead <laughs> and then just dwell on that. I, I think that's real good. I do, too. Yeah. I, still, I stand by it. I think that's what comedy should be. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I thought it'd be funny if... As people got uncomfortable, I just wouldn't let it go. Okay? And everyone, without exception, hated it. (laughs) It did very bad. And then I kind of, like, I mean, I didn't tell any jokes, but I, like, fucked around. And, like, that's about as hard as you can lose an audience. And I was still getting some laughs. um, But overall, it was, like, you know. And I was running the light because I just. I like to run the light not because I like being on stage, but because I just love being disrespectful. I know. <laughs> so I was just staying up there. Like I ended the set by being like, all right, so does anybody have any questions? Uh, <laughs> and I was already like two minutes over my eight minutes set. <laughs> Did anybody ask you anything? Yeah, they were just asking me stuff. Like they're kind of making fun of me. Um, but Cause then Because you, you hate women, right? Well, yeah, but the real the real issue with this, I mean, so that made people dislike me. But then um, there was this dude in the audience whose name was Parfait. It had already been established that his name was Parfait, and he was with a girl, and I was talking to them, and then uh, then I asked them 
if they like kissed to make it uncomfortable for them, and it did, and that was kind of fun. But then the woman, it, I don't know how this is queued up, but the woman was like, uh, she's like, how come you refer to Parfait by his name, and I'm just the girl he's with? And I was like, because his name is Parfait, which is a silly name. It means yogurt. And she's like, yeah, but you're being misogynist. <laughs> and and that just became the show. And now I'm the misogynist villain. And then the, the closer is Sonal. Um, and Sonal won't, won't stop calling me a misogynist. And eventually I just start yelling that I hate women. Uh, which was fun. It was getting yeah. It's a good way to handle it. It was getting laughs. Yeah. Uh, and then Brittany Meyer was in the crowd, and I would be like, "I fucking hate women," and I'm looking at you, Brittany, who's like <laughs> the most outspoken <laughs> feminist. She was actually kind of cool with it, which I was surprised about. Okay. Um, but it really bothered me. It should have. Well, maybe not. But like, I totally get why it did. I don't like being called out by other people who are on stage. I hate it. If I did really well, I'm cool with it. The thing that bothered me most was like, at one point, I just, I just, I rose my voice from the crowd and uh -huh. I was like, you keep fucking bringing me up. I was like, sounding aggro, right? Sure. Um, and then Sono goes like, it's so funny how you think, um, think you're being threatening right now. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I'm joking around. I'm not actually yelling at you. This is so yeah. stupid. So you still cool with Sono? Um, I think she's cool with me, but I kind of was like, I don't want to, I don't know. Did you talk to her about it afterwards? She, like, drove me part of the way to a party I was going to, and we, we kind of talked about it, but then I just, I became, um... But clearly she doesn't, like, actually dislike you. No, but the way, the way she, she carried herself on stage and, like, just the tone she was taking when we were driving away made me feel like, like, I don't want to be around this. What do you mean? I don't know. It just bothered me. I found it. I found it. Um, like it, the the undertone to the way we were discussing it was like, be like, it's like, yeah, it was kind of fun how you were being, how you were wrong, how you were, yeah, yeah. you were being hateful and a misogynist, and it was like, <clears throat> no, that wasn't what you were doing at all. And yeah. it's just this is like stupid, but like, I don't know. But that put a bad. Yeah, but that is, that doesn't have anything to do specifically with stand up. But that's just that show isn't emblematic. Yeah, but of you're you're now like that show didn't like ruin Santa for me. I haven't done an open mic in months. Like I know, but like you talking to you after that show was like that was the death knell for you. Uh, so I, it just I mean that upset me. Sure. Um, I don't, I, I was I, like, I was like excited slash upset for you when you started texting me during the show or like you're like why? You, because I'm like oh uh, because I I. You've talked about, like, oh, I'm red pill now. But, like, I've been living on that side of the internet for a while. <laughs> like, I am not an alt-right guy by any stretch. But, like, the things we've talked about, like, yeah, like, that's fucked up. That that show exists and it doesn't exist as a parody of the idea of what it is. That it's taking itself seriously. And that you could just be called a misogynist for talking to a man. Yeah. I thought it was one of the... And when I, when I talked about that with Sona in the car, she's like... It's like, well, when I go to the airport, I get uh, I get checked all the time just because I'm brown. Mm -hmm. and it's like that analogy doesn't scan in one way. The only way that that is comparable is that we are referring to groups of people. Mm -hmm. Like that is the only way that is analogous to what just occurred. And it was like this is this is nonsense. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, how on earth is that similar to me doing my crowd bad crowd work with Parfait? What if it was good crowd work with Parfait? Do you think it would have been? Think would have been? They would have said anything? I think what happened was like I was I was a I wasn't quite attacking them, sure. but I was like Singling I was aggressing them in a way that audience members don't like sure. to happen. It's like why people don't want to sit in the front row at yeah. comedy shows. Um, I was doing that to them, uh, and her her way out of it was to say you're a misogynist. Sure. Which is effective because, like, it worked. Yeah, it, like, it, because you sound. It's like I want to know how they knew that you secretly hate women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because she nailed you. <laughs> I don't think I hate women. Sounds, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's okay to be in denial, Max. <laughs> Ugh, you just think women are worse than men. <laughs> <laughs> so you in every possible you. way. <laughs> <laughs> think that you should be on token you can be booked as a black woman no i would be booked as a native american <laughs> that'd be funny if you started dressing like a native american yeah she needs to be like yo you're like the chicago's native american comedian <laughs> do you know uh casey brown uh yeah he's a native american i know he's bad I would have. I, I I know he was bad. I assume he still is because I haven't seen that guy in forever. He used to run Cupcake. Does he not do it anymore? I don't think so. Because he used to go to Mike's my first like six months, and yeah. he used to just hand out his business cards. <laughs> and like under, I think I have one probably at home, and it's like his phone number is just like smoke signals. Really? Because he's Native American. Oh. <clears throat> Even Will groaned at that. That's <laughs> so. Lame. Yeah, but whatever. He was trying something. <laughs> he got to try. He, I'm, I'm assuming he was in his, at least his first two years at most at that point. It's like, all right, he wants to try this. Like, it's stupid, but whatever. Good for him, kind of. <sighs> so, if you stop getting booked, period, would you think, like, would you just be okay being done? It's, it's fucking getting there, dude. Well, like, like you still have stuff like... on your calendar, right? Yeah, I saw it on my calendar. I was thinking about canceling it. But, like, say tomorrow was your last show on the calendar, and then no one booked you again. And th- with the understanding, like... I get what you're saying. If you if you went to Mike's again, we book you again. But if you're yeah. not going to try, we won't. Would you go to Mike's again, or would you just be like, I think I'm out? I wouldn't think about it quite like that. Okay. I would say, like, well, I don't feel like doing any of it mm-hmm. right now. Maybe I will in the future. Yeah. But maybe not. Um, I don't know. I kind of briefly had this conversation with Zach Peterson last night, and I don't think I articulated the whole, I don't know if I like this enough to keep doing it point. Zach wasn't, you weren't talking, I wasn't the Zach in that no, conversation. No, he was, he was asking he's me. He's on board, right? He's like back in totally. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, I haven't been going out. He's like, oh, you've been working a lot? I'm like, no, I don't really feel like if I've been feeling like doing it. I'm just trying to figure out like if it's worth me continuing to do it. Like, what do you mean? And I try to briefly explain, and I don't think I did a good job of like this. Is, it's a lot of pain that goes into doing this, and I don't know if I enjoyed enough to justify that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think about it quite like you do. I think like if I don't feel like doing something, why the fuck would I do it? 
Like I don't, I've never thought about it as like leading up to something I want to achieve or getting some status that I mm -hmm. don't have. I just think about it in terms of like, this is what I like to do. Well, like the counter argument to that though, is like, you just got to push through the times you don't want to do it because you wanted to do it at some point. So you'll probably will again. But if I want to again, then I'll do it. Sure. But in that theoretical future, you probably would have appreciated having spent this time continuing down the path at least a little. Maybe. Yeah, I don't anticipate that. That's just not really... Um, <clears throat> I don't think... That, that's not how I think about stuff, and I think that tends to not be how people think about stuff. I think people think more in terms of... People might anticipate that, Oh, I don't. I think people, most people, go through things the way you're going through things, and the way I've been going through things. Like, what am, what are my needs or wants now? Yeah. Not what is a future version of me going to appreciate having me currently done. Right. And it, it it's just the counter argument to that is maybe you could bargain with the present for the sake of the future. Yeah, that's not how I think about stuff, and I think that that while it makes sense, I think that that is not how people actually think all right so what are you gonna do now with your time uh i think i want to be real healthy oh i had an idea uh big plan this is uh stop that drum rolling cut i know what you're doing it cut was, it out it was pretty clever God, you, okay um i had this idea like eight years ago mm -hmm. listen to this he's got the hands the Great American Barbecue Tour. Is that uh, is that your band? <laughs> no, that's not my band. That's my idea. Was I'll go around and eat at all the best barbecue places in America. So in unfilmed diners, drive-ins, and dives? No. It's kind of. I'm not going to. I'm going to go to the nicest ones. Sure, but like you're doing a food tour. Yeah. Are you, are you going to like have a big personality and tell them about how great it is? No. I'm just going to eat at the restaurants. All I'm right. going to be like, hey, I'm traveling around. It's not about that. I just want to eat the barbecue. I kind of like the idea of you doing that to no camera. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it? Are you in? For how long? I don't know. A week or two? I could see doing that. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great to go on like a road trip. Yeah, I've never been to the South. I've any, only been to any, Florida. Any part of it? Only oh, Florida. Okay. I was born there. I lived there until I was two, and then I went to Disney World one time. You never been to Waffle House? No. That's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I don't really care about that shit. Will, speak. You should do stand up on your tour at no. the restaurants. I'm not a fag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at all right over here. <laughs> Red pill went down smooth, I see. <laughs> if the title of this episode was I'm not a fag <laughs> please don't do that <laughs> but it would be very funny it would be <laughs> but yeah there's all different kinds of barbecue so you want to go to like Kansas City yeah I want to go to Kansas City I want to go to Texas mm -hmm. I want to go to North Carolina I'm sure I'm assuming you would research it oh I would do extensive research I would all go right. to all the best places because okay. they're all like Texas barbecue is there's no sauce oh yeah it's all rub in Texas yeah but KC is all about sauce right it's all about sauce it's a whole different thing I got you Max wouldn't that be so fun like it's like that's like the that's like you. I think you could make a sizable argument that that is the most robust food culture native to our country okay 
And I've never, I've had it once that I thought was really good. I'm sure it doesn't even come close to, to when, like when to, it's like really great. Yeah. And like th- that's like. Are there any like Michelin restaurants that are barbecue places? No. They, you... I mean, they sort of can't be. Well, like they could be like guides or bibs, right? No, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no Michelin. The, the only place oh, because has... Michelin doesn't exist down there. Michelin's weird. Got like they're used, they used. There's no Michelin in L.A. But San Francisco. San Francisco is. has one. There used to be one in L.A. and there used to be one in Los An- or Las Vegas. Okay. But those were both ended. All right. Washington D.C. has one, but they have like very few stars. All right. Well, we can make a we can plan a trip. Yeah. Great America. Are you in, Will? You want to take the podcast on the road? Let's do it. You want to come? No. What the <laughs> fuck, Will? I All appreciate right. his comedic timing, though. <laughs> Why not? He's got kids. What do you got? Family or some bullshit? Yep. He's got a job. He delivers <laughs> I, beer. I don't like has... barbecue. Yes, well, you come do. On. You probably you, like. You, you probably say do. Bro, naturally. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was the most striking part of the last. <laughs> did I say that? I felt like you just said, "Bro, come on." <laughs> I don't feel like I did. Maybe I did. We'll have to listen to it. I don't know if I hope you did or hope you didn't. Are you saying "Bro, come on" is gonna be the title of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> bro, come on, you fag. Sometimes I think I should name the episodes. You you think you should be in charge of everything? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, wouldn't that be tight? I also think I might go to Vietnam. Yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah. Would you go with Quee? Yeah. Okay. You can come too. It, that's an expensive trip. It's not that bad. Well, the the flight there would be really expensive. It's like $700 yeah. round trip. Yeah, that's like two Alinea's. Yeah, but... I mean, dude, it's it's like semi-plausible that... You would like say you went to Vietnam for two weeks. You could wind up spending more money not going. Like if you went to a few nice restaurants. I understand what you're because saying. Because once if you're you there... were if you were Max Friedman eating in Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> compared to Max Friedman eating in Vietnam, well, what's the difference? Everything there's dirt cheap. I hear you. And like real good. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking fish sauce and everything. I like that. This is like your life plan right now. Is like I'm just gonna go do cool things I want to do. What a great idea. I, I mean, I am simultaneously making fun of you and agreeing with you. <laughs> because I think it's ridiculous that human beings would do that, but I also think it's ridiculous that human beings don't do that. Because yeah. that's to be the goal of life. It's like, yeah, this is what I feel like doing right now, so it's what I'm going to do. Like, that's the whole goal. That's the whole reason to want financial freedom. So, like, you can just wake up in the morning, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking go to Europe tomorrow. Yeah, like, I was, uh, I like my job, too. And I feel like if I worked in a place that I actually liked, it would be, like, pretty... Like, I think I would really get into it. So you think... You like being a server, but you don't like Summer House? Yeah. I kind of... I like Summer House in that the guests like it. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's happy there. Well, if you do a good job, like, people can... Like, I had three tables, like, shake my hand <laughs> at the end of the meal. Because you do, like... Like, if people would say, like... if they Like, I had this, this couple from Australia, and they're asking mm-hmm. about this one drink. And then I got them two of those drinks to go. Mm-hmm. And then they, were, then they gave me a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And they it was fun. That's great. Would you want to work in a nicer place? Yeah. Even though it would probably be less money? It might be. Well, like, Chelsea's quitting Royster because... Well, Alinea Group is... She's like, she makes 16 bucks an hour. I know. Well, the Alinea group doesn't do tips. I know. It's an issue. And that's becoming more common. For, like, the nicer restaurants? Yeah. Like, Spiaggia is the same. Smith might be like that. As in, okay, if you were to pretend you're not a server, what do you think of that whole idea? 
it's of tipping how versus it should not be. tipping like there should be oh, no tipping i am i'm i have a fully formed if, if i think that it is the way all restaurants should be i think that tipping i don't just think this like tipping is a holdover from slavery um and it it doesn't make sense. I think it makes the experience of going to a restaurant worse for the guests. Yeah, it's more stressful. It's yeah, it's more stressful. It makes the whole thing feel more combative. Mm-hmm. Like your relationship as a diner at a restaurant when you have to tip. Um, even like like I think Alinea has it right. I think you should pay before you go, um, and then when you walk in, it should be nothing. You should receive nothing but hospitality. Well, I mean, I agree with you. For prefix, it could be that way. But if you just want to go and order off a menu, you can't do I that. I think that, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it would be hard at a like a small plates mm-hmm. place, but at a place that did a la carte, they could do it really easy. A lot of places do, in fact. Like I went to uh, like you order beforehand. You don't order beforehand, but you might get like they'd call it like a four course pre prefix, and mm-hmm. it would be like appetizer, like fucking sure. something else. But you couldn't go to like and... a you couldn't go to like a bar restaurant and do that. No, but you could get rid of tipping. Yeah, you could you could just make it so that the the cost is factored into the food, mm-hmm. and then there's no tip. Yeah, I agree. That would be better. Yeah, I totally think that's how it should be. I'm in a weird position because like, well, you're you have like a lucrative job. Well, built on tipping. tipping has gotten kind of out of control because tipping is the one form of income that's totally immune to inflation. In fact, it benefits from it. I don't know if it. No, it does benefit from it because whenever the cost, whenever the cost of the menu goes up, the waiter's wage goes up one hundred per. Like it's one hundred percent concentric with that. Yeah, it stays in. It stays in step with inflation. Right, but it that is, makes it immune to it. Everything, yes, it's immune every, to inflation, but it doesn't benefit from it. It just it benefits in that everyone else suffers from it. Okay, so in relation to everyone else, you have more money. You, in relation to everyone else, my wages don't go down. Yeah. Um. So I so get in in that. I mean, it, it's my, like my wages go up because everyone else's are atrophying. Do you know what I mean? It's not like mine sure. are technically going I, up. No, I understand. Like m- most people do, n- will never exp- experience like riding inflation the way a server does, and it's gotten out of control. Like at restaurants where, like, um, like dude, at Oriole, they don't you you pay it for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like so that means every single table um, will spend if if the minimum bill you can have at Oriole. That's if you get no drinks, which is very unlikely, for a two-top is $400. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, an, that's an $80 tip right there. Yeah. Even if you have to tip out um, even if you have to tip out 50%, which you definitely don't, that means you get $40 for every two-top? Mm-hmm. Just in your pocket? Well, how many tables do you do in a night? That's fucking intense. If you do six tables... Yeah, it's 240 bucks. 240 bucks in your pocket... For six tables? Mm-hmm. Assuming they're all two tops. It put one four top in there. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane money. For unskilled labor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's semi-skilled labor. I mean, it, it is... You, you could be uh, Richie. <laughs> Richie was not skilled. He went to the Royal Court of Somalias. That's his college education. <laughs> is that like... I know that through stalking. Is that a real thing? 
It might not be. Or is I it mean, like, it says is it, that on his Facebook. Or is it like the school of hard knocks, which people put on their <laughs> Facebook? Maybe. Okay. I mean, Richie's pretty fucking dumb. Come on, just because his back was sweaty. The whole thing. The whole thing was stupid. All right. I still feel like he forgot that bottle of sherry on the table. On the table? There's no way he just left a bottle there and then for us to just have as much as we want. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> It's too bad you weren't really drinking at that time. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Although I would have, sp- I would have gotten a flight there because I heard the flights are really dope there. Gotcha. It's a great episode. <laughs> it's pretty good. We're talking, about, we're talking a lot about food and your barbecue tour. Oh, the barbecue tour is gonna be amazing. I, I planned that with uh, Turner and my friend Dave uh, like eight years ago, and we just never got around to it. Will, were you about to speak? <laughs> what are you doing right now, Noodles? I, I got this cord tangled. I'm trying to untangle it. Ah. No ASMR right now. There's n- you can't hear it, so it's not happening. No, but the, my voice is just describing it. Oh. Is this how ASMR people talk? No, they sound good. This this <laughs> I I thought this sounds pretty good right now. Ooh, there's a new Pat Reviews generic snacks up. Really? Yeah. I was a big fan of those for a while. There was a, he's actually got, he, this is the second one after the hiatus. You're, you're in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we did, the, the Pat Reviews, I'm not going to fucking explain, I don't care. But <laughs> the the one that I was in, um, I just pretended the, that I was Pat. Pat. Yeah. Like we, Pat wrote lines for me and mm-hmm. I just did it. And then at the end. He shows up in the background. Yeah. He just starts eating cereal in the back. Yeah. Didn't get that many likes. I was watching all those for a while. They're funny. Yeah, they're good. Um, Pat should do more of those. I think he's doing them weekly now. That's great. Once, Pat, like, once his writing career takes off, his generic stack yeah, review is going to... That'd be cool if he became like a real author. Yeah. You ever like? You ever look around and wonder, like, there are definitely people who we know are going to be successful. Not many. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Sherman probably will. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. Um... I could easily see Drago becoming a working comic. Yeah. Yeah. What about Terrence? <clears throat> Terrence could be a game show host. I don't know. Terrence is like an up and comer comic. He's getting booked on lots of stuff. Yeah, but do you think like he has he's gonna be one of those guys? <sighs> Considering Terrence is gonna be listening to this. <laughs> well yeah, I'm still I'm just being honest. I don't know, I could see it going either way. I get the impression that Terrence doesn't want to just do, do stand up alone? Yeah. I think that he kind of like enjoys it and likes the scene and he likes like rising in it, but mm-hmm. um I don't think he thinks he's the same as like Drago. Okay. Drago's I can't insane. tell who like Drew was clearly like this guy's a stand up and he's only going to be a stand up. But he did other things. He was a writer. Sure, but I think he was a writer as like this is a great job, but my main focus is stand up. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's doing it. But, like, there aren't many who I've seen that would be like, oh, they are just, like, they are a stand-up, and they're not interested in being a writer or making a show. I remember, um, I feel like McMahon told me that Drew told him this, but that Drew Michaels, like, who who became a big deal just doing stand-up? 
So like is that Burr? is that Drew saying he doesn't want to be a stand-up? No, he's just he's just making the observation. I I had never considered it. it's like oh it, it's ooh, very few, very very few. Like Tom Segura did, but even even him, like you could argue that that's like a podcast thing. What podcast was his? He has his own podcast. Was that like successful before his specials were? I think that they rose sort of together, but like Louis Louis didn't uh, do it. Louis got his first HBO special. Because of his show, Lucky Louie. It was part of his deal for that? Yeah. Okay. It was like the Pete Holmes thing. Like, okay. Pete Holmes' show happened exactly when his HBO special did. Got it. Um, like, everyone was like a writer on something, or people like, don't just do stand-up. And it makes sense. Like, stand-up is such a... It's like, it's not faceless, as an art, but it's like a little bit like you're just you're just doing you're just like turning a crank a little bit, you know. You know, I was thinking about this uh, while I was watching those skate videos on YouTube. Yeah, he's really into skate videos right now. Well, some people like skating, some people like the truth and red pills. So, <laughs> well, that that's kind of similar. Yeah, you sound like a cuck right now, Will. Cuck. <laughs> 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 if you have to cuck. ask, you definitely are. You're a blue pill. <laughs> Cuck's like a. Okay, are you? Anyway. Familiar, are, do, do you watch porn? Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> are you oh, familiar? Are you, fam, are you familiar with the the uh, cuckold sections of of porn websites? No. Well, okay, I'm gonna ask you again. Are you familiar <laughs> with the cuckold? <laughs> That's like a cheating on somebody, right? Cuckold. He knew. I mean, a so, cuck, I've never heard of a cuck. A, I know what a cuckold. A is. cuck is the guy who got cuckolded. Oh, okay. So you're like the. So it's basically uh, alt right speech for like uh, a weak fucking guy. I mean, it's ba- basically they started saying it because they can't say fag. Yeah, okay. that's essentially what it is. Yeah, it, it, it's used in the exact same way. Anyway, skate back videos. to the skate videos. So I remember a long time ago you were talking about the jokes and how it was kind of like weird that you get up on stage and pretend like you're saying it for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These skaters, it's the same thing. They do because well, the, they do these tricks over and over again. Over and yeah. over and over. They fail, fail, fail. And then they do it right, and that's the one that goes on the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with acting or writing. You just do it over and over and over and over and over till you get it right, and that's the one that you show people. For sure. Well, I think the reason stand-up doesn't translate as, like, it's just going to be its own profession. Like, you can just do stand-up and become a big deal is because stand-up is all about you are the product. And you have no sales pitch if all you are is, hey, I do this thing called stand-up. But if you're like, oh, he wrote for this show, and yeah, he like... produced this thing, it's like, oh, that's that guy? I'm curious what a stand-up is like. Mm-hmm. Like, it offers, there's no credential that you earn from doing stand-up. Right. I mean, you can get TV credits for stand-up, but that doesn't really do much for you other than let you, like, headline small clubs. When, and being on TV is not a product. Like it used yeah. to be if you did the Tonight Show, yeah, it was like it's that was, it was a that had a cultural impact. Yeah, now you do it, and literally no one, no, cares. No one even knows. Yeah, you have to tell people. You you will. I bet. I bet it's so rare that anyone who does a Conan set ever gets recognized for it. Probably. I bet there's plenty. I'm sure it's happened, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that it's if not a majority, rare. like a a huge majority of um, or at least a huge number of people that have done late night sets never get recognized by anyone who isn't like like in the stand-up world yeah so 
did, when you thought of, when you were like still wanting to do stand up, you know, like six months ago, uh, did you think like you would just be a stand up or did you think like, you're going to be a writer or something? I never really thought I'd be a writer. But did you see yourself doing something else like re- related to comedy? No. Just stand up? Yeah. And I didn't think like, I wasn't thinking I need to become a working comic. I was kind of thinking like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. That yeah. was what I was thinking. Yeah. Because whenever like, Terrence will do like, like video sketches, or he'll like write pilots with Noah, mm-hmm. and he would tell me that I should do stuff like that, and I'd be like, like yeah, but it's so hard to be okay at stand up. It mm-hmm. like it's taken me so much work just to be decent at this, and and so I and it and it kills me that I'm not better at it. So it's like so I'm gonna just pick another thing and just do that on the side. Like I would be so much worse at like I I feel like out of respect for whatever mm-hmm. medium I'm opting not to do, I is why I didn't do it. Because like, it's like master of a trade as opposed to a jack of several. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I were to put if I was to have my thing hand in different pots or whatever, I just feel like I'd be bad at everything. And maybe even if I was doing primarily stand-up, I'd still think that stand-up would suffer from it. Sure. And I would just be a bad sketch writer. Now, obviously, that's just not true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, the Boy Kisses guys, well, Turner was really good at, sta- Turner's really good at stand-up, and they made really good sketches. Well, I mean, it. I understand your reasoning, but I think it's wrong because yeah. you can. those are two different hats you're wearing. You don't have to sp- – you're not going to spend eight hours a day working on stand-up. You could spend two or three hours a day on stand-up, two or three hours on sketch. Uh, I don't think people are... I agree. People don't compartmentalize that way, but like... I also think people have a, a finite... I don't think the amount of like creative energy you have, if you were to measure it that in, long? Uh, yeah. I don't, if you were to measure it in time, I don't think it's just equal to the length of the day. Sure, of I think not. that you have a finite amount. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's at least for me, it's like, and I think most people would agree with this. It's really small. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe if you're forced to do it, then I don't know. I'm not sure I'm right about this, but that was always the reason I didn't do anything else. It's refreshing to hear you say those words. I said, I'm fucking, I'm woke, dude. Red pill. <laughs> You're a woke red pill guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> those are those are antonyms. Nah, dude. Token is a woke show. Oh. Did those guys mean I should have I should have slipped some red pills into their drinks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of like uh, woke up stand up when it was going on? I thought it was stupid, <laughs> and I thought Basil is crazy. Yeah. I think the idea. I'm not. I although I don't like I'm not vehemently opposed to the idea of a show that's all that only books minorities mm-hmm. but I don't but I think pitching the show like in the in the paper or whatever as finally there's a yeah. show that will For minorities. that will book minorities it's like every show every show yeah every show it books minorities there's no show. Occasionally, there's shows that don't have minorities, but that's like, rare. But like this week, yeah, it's this week. Yeah, over. It's not even overwhelmingly. It is completely. You will get booked more if you are a minority. Mm-hmm. The scene is your oyster. Rachel McCartney had this status that I really liked, which I thought I thought it was like the most. 
rational um, women in stand-up thing that I saw where she's like, if you're a woman in comedy, you have to do in uh, you have to do half as much work to get booked twice as much. But if you want to get on t- TV, you have to have work done. Got it. I didn't get it at first, but mm-hmm. it, meaning she needs yeah, to have, you, know, you need but, to be really hot. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a totally fair critique. Yeah, it's, like, it's absolutely fair. I think aside from booking, there's plenty of reasons why being a woman in comedy or a minority, probably more so a woman, but either, I think there's plenty of reasons why it is very difficult. It's an incredible handicap. Um, oh, you mean because that makes them less funny? No, it's not <laughs> what I mean. I mean, it, it means that you, you need to spend in a bizarre amount of your time in rooms full of gross oh, yeah. men that yeah. want to fuck It's you. an experience like I can't yeah. really understand. But if you go on the road, you're literally unsafe all the time. Um, just all, all sorts of stuff. That like old-fashioned clubs are like so Zany's doesn't still doesn't want to book. About. Yeah. yeah okay, they just exactly. they don't care. Yeah. Um, in, in but like, like in a cosmopolitan setting, that's not the case. It's not even close to the case. Yeah. Um, like, even aside from Token, like, in the past month, I've been on, like, that was, like, the third show where I was the only White dude. White guy. That was the only show that was a theme. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was. When I did that uh, D-Man Tap show, it was, which is run by Joe Horan and Tyler Horvath, like, I was the only, I was the only man on the show. Last night, uh, Mary Z, it was, the, the lineup was Mary Z, Vince, me, Aaron, Klopfer, is that right? Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> And then Chelsea, this guy in from L.A., Sam Morris or something, and then Sean White. And before the show, Mary Z said to Chelsea, I guess we're the only women on the show. And I'm like, okay, fine. I, I see what you're saying, but you're like, a, who cares? And your significant percentage of the lineup, like, what the fuck does that matter? Like, I get where they're coming. I totally get where they're coming from. Like, this should be 50%, but, like, I don't. Who cares? Why should it be 50%? Because they think it should be. But that doesn't mean it should be. I that know. Means, I agree. But, yeah. like, you will lose that argument because no one will let you win it. <laughs> you, I mean, the only reason you won't win it is because you want to get booked in the future. Sure. That's it. Pretty much. It's, it's just, like, it's not, it's, not, it's not an argument that's ever had. It's, like, it's something I've that, seen like... It, you, I used to see it, had, at least online. Like, I knew, I've seen, like, Drew Michael get into it with people, like, you know, right before he left. Yeah. Of, like, Pete... It's not 50% because you're not 50% of the comedian population. That's why this is. And people like, and he's like, you're an asshole. Go away. How like, the fuck do you, how is there a counter argument to that? I know. Oh. I mean, when Meredith was publishing, publishing, when she was making those, making lists. those lists, those like charts of like, like of the shows that over their book. Yeah. It was like every, I feel like every dude had the same conversation about how, statistically absurd that was uh-huh. uh and it was it just seemed like so obvious of course oh man but i mean i think a lot of that was also the like the scene's reaction to trump that's a big part of it oh for sure i think that i mean I it think... was it was turning that way for a while anyway but like that's what did it without a doubt i, I think can you imagine if hillary were elected what the bookings would be like i bet it would be similar but it would, so. but it would be less vocal about it. Uh, I think. I think the comedy would be just as bad. <laughs> I think that the bookings would. 
I disagree with you. You think it would be more with straight white guys on shows? No, but I think that the trend would wane. I, I think that like leading up, I don't think that it's. I don't think we would stop booking women. Like we should book women, but I think that things would. The, the transition between Barack and Hillary would probably, in terms of like the the insanity towards the ratios over booking, would would plateau around that time, and then it would slowly dip. I think it would still have been trending in the right direction, in the same direction. I just think it would have been a lot less visceral yeah. and like, if you don't do this, you're a bad person and you're shunned. I don't, th- I because that would not have been a reason. There would be no reason to have done that. Are you guys running into women that are complaining that they can't get booked? That I mean, oh, I've yeah. seen it all the time. Yeah. Well, because what happens is, I mean, all the time is an exaggeration, but I've certainly seen it. It's something I've noticed. This is this is women. This is white dudes. This is just like everyone. I think it's like everyone it's, complains it's, about it's, not getting booked. Everyone just everyone will use whatever group they're a part of as a reason, as a scapegoat, and like white guys, we're doing that right now. Of course, like a- everyone will do that. They people tend to identify with the woes of their like of their, own. of their cultural group. So what happens is. There, there are women in the scene that aren't booked, as there should be. There's plenty of men that aren't booked, mm-hmm. uh, way more. But regardless, the the women that have been around that aren't booked, I've had this conversation or have it's been privy generally because they're bad. It's it's yeah. It's I, I mean I can't think of anyone where that's not the reason. Sure. Um, where these people are not good at comedy, they don't get booked. But instead, but. Everyone thinks they're good at comedy, or the vast yeah. majority of people. People do. are very delusional. Yeah. So what they say is, "Well, I'm really funny, and I'm not getting booked." And they they view the both of those things. One of them is objectively true, and the other one they view as empirically true. Uh, and so they say, "Well, this is really simple math. I'm very funny. I'm not getting booked. It must be because of misogyny." It must be that men get booked more. And then they look at lineups on shows, and they see that they're majority men. It's and like they go, four dudes and two girls or something. Of course. Of course it's misogynistic. If it weren't misogynistic, then there would be 50-50. And that's like, that's like, of course that's wrong, but that is like a mathematically sound argument. Yeah, it feels right. And that, that was like the... That was like the crux of what Meredith was arguing in her mm-hmm. charts. But the Meredith is this comic who runs a show Joe did last night, who like now she does it yearly. She takes the lineups of every big indie show and makes sure that they're at least twenty five percent female, and if they don't, they get called out. And her conclusion is always that Chicago is doing a good job. Um, <laughs> uh, what her charts and that argument that like unbooked women uh, both disregard is the percentage of people the the overall percentage of gender amongst comics it's not it's not it's not 25 percent. it's definitely not 50 percent. i think it's like five yeah it's maybe 10 maybe 10 Mm -hmm. but if it were 10 percent and you were booking only based off merit and your shows have five six seven people on them then realistically there are going to be lineups that don't have women now no one does that. Literally no one uh, ever does that. Like uh not your fathers did, but like they kind of celebrated the fact that they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was like a I, but 
It's like a bit. So everyone is. Uh, I feel like the real the the issue is not that I want it to be different. It's not like I think that there should be women on shows. Even I think that women, even disproportionate. Yeah, the five I or think 10%, that they should be disproportionately yes. booked to their talent, but. It's it's it becomes hard to swallow after a while. Just these like bad comics being like, women can't get booked. They're so funny, men aren't funny, and yet they're booked so much because of the patriarchy. Uh, and it's like, and you just and I mean, and it's not like it's horrible to hear that, but you you that is the the entire climate of the scene, and you just listen to it, and you just have to take it on the chin. I feel like it's kind of horrible to hear, only because it's like, I don't agree with that. I think there's a point you have to make up to a point, but you're coming to a really stupid conclusion, but we just have to sit there and be like, okay, fine, this is what you think, so we can't say anything. Like, yeah. It's annoying to hear only because it's illogical and wrong, and it is taboo to question it. That's the and it, I mean, it all it also just like shits over your life effort. Yeah. To, uh, to like, I'm not I'm not gonna name any female comics name, but to hear someone that has worked like who has probably been to like one twentieth of the of the mics you have has like rolled through one fifth of the ten minute sets that you have, like that's just doing so much less work. Who is getting things that are like who's almost booked as much as you are it's insulting i remember it's, like it's my, tolerable i but mean it fucking it's like sh- and, you, and you just you can't respond or else you're a misogynist those first few years especially like years two three and like four like i would see people complain women complain like they're not, they're not getting booked and how bullshit it is and i just w- i was so tempted dozens of times to just like comment on those threads like i'm really good and i never get fucking booked <laughs> like what like what the fuck like like, how do you justify me and saying that it's easy for men to get booked? And I know I'm different in that, like, I, I don't do the networking thing at all. I'm terrible at all those aspects of stand-up. But, like, guys like me are the... They disprove the theory. Like, it's not just men get booked automatically. Are you guys seeing... Do you, Have you seen examples of people that are good who should get booked oh that my aren't God. getting booked because yeah. of their race or gender 100 percent. like i see it very often you're saying you see like white guys not get booked because of it yeah like who patrick bullduck no 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 black guys or women oh, oh no black women no never i never mean once i'm sure we're po- we've already said this but we're positive it happens like outside of a major city what yeah like it, if you were like a, in, like in a rural setting or like even a suburban setting absolutely happens but in chicago new york or la it, that's like not even remotely a thing it's 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 so far in the other direction i feel like it's just it's basically under it danny said something once uh when he was talking about jfl editions back when they were doing jfl like here mm-hmm. is they we did like a q a with local comics and someone asked, like, the whatever, the the person, the rep from JFL, like, what are you guys looking for for stand-up? And he's like, well, I can't really say what we're looking for specifically, but I can tell you what we're not looking for, straight white men. And Danny, Danny has been telling that to people for years. I mean, he said that to me like four or five years ago. And it's like, that's not what they want. They want to make sure that they are booking as diversely as possible. And simply because there are so many straight white guys doing it, more or less, for lack of a better word, you get penalized for being in that group. You have to be a standout in that group, which, in a sense, creates more competition and makes makes you better. 
but it also breeds a lot of frustration, a lot of resentment, and it. it there, I've seen a lot of like guys like I would consider like borderline tragic. Oh my god! Yeah, tons. Yeah. Danny is an example. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was new, I used to. I used to make the argument you did where it's like, I'm glad that it's harder for white dudes because yeah. then, because I don't want to succeed I'm forced if to I'm get not better. good. Yeah. Uh, and now I don't really care. Well, I remember I ran into Brad Gresh. Do you remember Brad Gresh? Yeah. Like two years ago. And he was like, I think I'm done. And like, Brad's funny. Brad's, right. Brad's not like a crusher, but like, it's because he wasn't that experienced. Yeah. But like for a newer guy, like that guy wrote jokes and so few comics actually write jokes with sure. punchlines. He wrote jokes. He could do well. He could tell jokes, but he never got booked because he's just more or less a forgettable white guy. Right. And really nice. But he, I had this conversation with him like three times. Like, you just have to wait it out. Like, you can't. It, it just is what it is. And like, it beat him. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt bad for him. Like, because I told him, like, you're funny. Like, I'm sorry. And it's not like that's that's not like a great tragedy in the history of the world. Like, this is something a guy shot for and he was denied because, well, you're there's too many of you. There's too many people who look like you doing this. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, every comic, regardless of whatever they are, like, you need to be churning out hours mm-hmm. that work. And, like, that's very hard. Yeah. That's, like, even if you just make a, like, I think Beth Stelling is a good comic. I don't think she's amazing, but she is good. She's definitely better than I am. Uh, but she, like, writes a lot. Mm-hmm. She has, like, many hours of usable materials of like not just hours of material but like presentable Solid. cohesive yeah. hours like I'm not, I'm not doing that I don't none of my friends are doing that I mean maybe eventually they will be but mm-hmm. Jamie you know I and it's like getting bar shows is one thing having real success is yeah, something being else. a real comic is takes a a commendable life investment uh even if you are you know handicapped by whatever you are or or pushed ahead based on whatever you are i used to get really upset about this depressed about it not about the disparity in booking of like the uh, between the genders but in people refusing not being at all interested in booking someone like me where it felt like if I could just get booked, it would open up more stage time for me. Like, I'm not allowed to get better. I'm being held back on how good I can get because I'm being denied this stage time. And I think that was faulty thinking. I do too. But I see where I was coming from, and I could see someone new thinking that way and feeling that way and being like, well, you're relegated to four-minute sets that you have to wait two hours to perform as opposed to these 10-minute sets that can be good. I hear you saying I don't agree with you at all. Um, I don't think that, like, for example, uh, comics in Minneapolis get way better stage time and way longer sets at a way earlier period, mm-hmm. including if you're halfway decent, you're going to be featuring at multiple clubs doing 25 to half hour sets within a few years in Minneapolis. It's just going to happen. If you were there, you would be, you'd probably be featuring at a club a, a full weekend at least once a month okay. after a year of being there. With, I, I would say without a doubt. Um, and yet, I would say with very few exceptions, but gen, but the overwhelming trend is that comics write more and are better 
in Chicago. Of course. And I think that that would apply even more so to New York, where it's like, I'm sure it's easier to, like, I can, I can do 20-minute sets mm-hmm. in Chicago in front of audiences. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. I, I, I would imagine if I moved to New York, that would take so many years to achieve, or it would just, I would literally never achieve it. Just the uh, sure. opportunity to do 20 minutes. And yet, I wouldn't be surprised if, it made uh, you ass- better. assuming I'm working here and I was working there, I would not only get better, but I would write more time and work harder. No, I agree. I think my reasoning was wrong. Yeah. I but see where you're I coming see from. Where I, was, I can see where I was coming from, and I could see someone who's who is in that spot now and thinking that way. I do agree with you that it's more about how much are you churning out. And unless you're, like, destroying those four minutes you get, what does it matter? Like, if you can't, like, crush in that four, then what does it matter if you're going to do 10? Like, write a really tight four first. Yeah, I, th- I kind of think the average person will get in much better shape in prison than they would at, like, with access to the best gym in the world. Yeah, because you have no... Well... Right? Yes and no, but, like, I agree with you in that you have nothing else to do. So yeah. So you have to do this. And it's it's hard, and you're not... Is that a decent analogy? <laughs> I mean... Almost. <laughs> like, because you're not in prison at open mics. It feels that way sometimes, but, like, you don't no, have well, to be I guess there. what I'm saying is the quality of, like, equipment is not what's doing it. It's sure. you. It's, like, what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. It's all internal. For sure. That's where I always felt like you didn't have to go to New York to get better. You just needed that level of discipline here or in Minneapolis or wherever. It's just... Most the people, pressures are higher. Most people need the external pressure to change who they are inside. Yeah, I think, like, the thing... Like, that's Terrence's thing. The reason New York will help you improve is that it will crush you harder. Yeah. Like, it will it'll force you to adapt. Into more of a diamond, yeah. <laughs> it's crushing you into... That's what it's doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like sooner or later we're going to have to have an episode where we don't talk about... Uh, quitting or the pitfalls of stand-up because <laughs> that's been, we've, there's been like a dozen episodes or so on this by now it's been a dozen <laughs> probably i mean a dozen Will is great episodes. As hell. <laughs> i definitely think this would be a good opportunity to have a guest speak to it like what are you trying to say a female you mean for the next or oh you want to have you want to you want to you want to have a lady comic on I mean, just, just hey, not a straight white male. You want to get Mer- let's get you, on you, board. You want to get Meredith on here? Fucking cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. I don't. I like. I. I don't know how heated a debate. No, I, exactly. I mean, I'm not talking to sit here for an hour and go over it again. But yeah. you know, it just gets uh, a different person's perspective. All right, all right. My let's guess. get uh. Al let's get, on let's the get line. Uh, Tim Weichelbaum in here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I had a Our great Terrence. Al Sharpton line, but you just shat all over. All right, it. let's try it again. And uh, it was definitely funnier. Let's try it again. Well, now I've ruined it with my hubris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As you ruin most things. <laughs> uh, I think we're done. You got anything you want to plug, Maxie? 